to horror hour. All right, well, hello and welcome to the Horror Hour, a place we discuss, we debate, we disagree on all things horror. But, and I'm one of the co-hosts here, Utaka, but today I'm really excited because if you haven't heard, I've been just praising Terrifier 2 like crazy and I lucked out and we have the freaking cast. We have the family here. We've got Elliot Fulham. Hi. Sarah Voigt. Yeah. And Lauren Levera. And then we have the man who wears just like way too many hats, editing, makeup, or FX, all, you know, writer, director. We got Damien Leone. How are you? I'm good. What's up, everybody? Good to be here. (laughs) It's up. So first off, I kind of want to start because uh, we were talking a little bit before, but it's been really awesome just to see the response um, just from other, um, because Sarah brought this up other horror directors so i'm just curious what your thoughts are on um some of these incredible like just praise that you all are receiving so i'll start with you damien it's um it's incredible uh validation honestly i mean listen when when stephen king tweeted to us uh, that he is literally the master of horror so you can't get any bigger than that you can't get any more validation i mean this guy's responsible for 20 plus of you know my favorite horror movies not even horror movies you're talking like stand by me shawshank redemption i mean it's even fucking king so that's um that was insane that was very surreal and that sort of really opened my eyes to how big this impact was um it's pretty amazing yeah and now mike flanagan uh literally tweeted tweeted us yesterday I said, how, how do you feel about that, Lauren? Gave you some high praise. I cried about it um, a little bit, a little bit for like two minutes. I let myself cry because I had a really busy day yesterday, but I cried a little bit and I was like, okay. But like Damien said, it was just like incredible validation because we like literally killed ourselves trying to get that, that film done. And um, it, yeah, it just feels like, okay, I feel like our hard work is definitely paying off. I mean, again, I've, I've seen it way too many times. I, sh- I should probably see somebody about that. But <laughs> uh, I mean, the critical praise, the audience, but my favorite thing, the box office, it's proving that indie horror, I, I mean, can make an impact. How does that feel for you all as a collective? I'm just curious to see that everybody's just been so receptive to this film. Honestly, do you want to go? I'll start with you, Elliot. How about that? <laughs> Honestly, it's just been so surreal. I mean, I already saw the movie six times as a oh, fan, <laughs> and I sometimes I forget that I'm in Terrifier too. I'm like, wow, this is such an awesome <laughs> film. All these talented people. I'm like, wait, that's me on the screen. Um, it was just it's just so wonderful just to see all the fans that actually really like it and to work with like Damien, Lauren, Sarah, David. It was just such a wonderful experience. And then, I mean, Sarah, everybody's loving Barb. I, I mean, in the beginning, I was like, I don't know. But after I've watched it so many times, I go, she's got some of the best fucking lines. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I have to thank Damien for that. I mean, obviously. Um, no, Barb was a blast to play. I mean, she's just, we would just say that she's a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> thing. she's really just on the edge all the time. <laughs> and like, somebody just DM'd me and they were like, when you smacked Lauren on the back of the head, I knew you were going to be great. And I was like... <laughs> That, that is so true. I was like, oh my gosh, that makes me think of me growing up. Like, because I, I have a twin and we'd always get into trouble and like our parents would be like, stop it. So I, I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be good. Yeah. So that's basically Barb right there. We love I, it. To, I would have to, that was the only thing, Sarah, that I would have to push you a little further to be as bitchy as possible. You did. You You'd, did. You're like, are you sure? Really? Jesus <laughs> <laughs> that it's more more no, you, pos- you can't possibly really want me to be like that and be like yeah don't be nice just get rid of your niceness go be barb and i'll be like all right here we go i i keep thinking of after the fire and uh ellie you're like i still have to go to school and then you're like yeah i, I that was again when you guys come together as a collective unit I was also not expecting so much comedy, but I also was not expecting the heart that was there. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Yeah, one oh. thing I could... Oh, go ahead. But do you, Damien, you can talk if you want. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, 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 listen, I have a lot to say. I, there was I mean, the whole family dynamic. It's very autobiographical. I mean, that's really? you were just, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm, you know, I had a single mother raising me and two older sisters. And both of my older sisters, their personality is very much injected into Sienna. There's a little bit of me in Sienna with her being an artist. I mean, I am very much Jonathan growing up, just like obviously obsessed with horror, uh, fascinated by real life serial killers and things like that. So it was really important. I mean, and that comedy, you know, naturally comes out of those situations as it did in my own life. That that actually that scene after the fire when Barb is totally chewing out Sienna, that literally happened to me between me and my mother because I was doing makeup in the middle of the night. You know, everybody's sleeping. It's a school night, and I'm melting, uh, I'm melting clay on the stove uh, to make a you know a clay head or something like that. And I didn't know at the time you're not supposed to melt sulfur-based clay. So as soon as you melt that clay just like this yellow smoke emits. It just goes all over the house. Like I'm setting the smoke alarm off the entire house. My mother comes storming out of the bedroom. It's three o'clock in the morning and she goes nuts. And she literally says that line. She's like, you're going to fucking kill us one day. I had no idea. Oh my God, I love this. Yeah, so that was very real. So I tried to, this was like the most vulnerable I ever was as a screenwriter. And I wanted to put as much, as many real life situations into the movie and I knew that would pay off because you know the audience would be able to tell that it was genuine that authenticity and they'd really be invested with these characters when I really threw them in you know the pits of hell and despair at the end of the movie (laughs) I I mean I loved that but we'll get to that too so um Elliot well I loved um, Jonathan because, you know, myself too, growing up, I love horror. I think horror is just a great platform. Um, It's a great way that you can just express yourself, but also kind of delve into deeper emotions. And so I really liked your character, even though, yeah, he, he was a little, maybe too obsessed with serial killers, but again, 
you know, you weren't harming anybody. You actually turned out to be one of the nicest people. How was well, that? Well, uh, like Damien, Damien said he sees a lot of himself in Jonathan. I see that too. I also see a lot of myself in Jonathan too, as well. I mean, I'm a horror fan. I watched, I grew up watching all the classic horror movies and a lot of the posters are on, that are on the walls of like the metal posters. You can see one right here, actually, just a little bit of the bottom of it. Uh, wait. There you go. This one. I'm pretty sure that one's in the movie. Um, a lot of those posters are the same posters that are in my bedroom. Uh, and I just thought that was really cool. And I, like you said, I really like that dynamic, how he's obsessed with this, all this horror, whatever, but he just seemed to be like this really genuine kind dude. Uh, I like that. And it just goes to show how great of a writer Damien is. Like you mentioned just a little bit before how there's like, you know, there's little bits of comedy throughout the entire film. Right. Uh, and that contrast between having fun and laughing and then art the clown torturing and killing all these, this crazy practical gore. It's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would also agree. So uh, I'm curious then, Lauren, how much did you have to train when it came to doing these uh, sequences? Well, I mean, I teach kickboxing almost every morning and I was doing it then too. <clears throat> but the difference was I started taking more kickboxing class, just, uh, classes, just so I could feel like <clears throat> more limber and ready to go. Um, but it, I, I don't know, I've... I, train a lot so it didn't really feel like too far out of my reach um yeah I don't know it, I don't know it felt like not easy it definitely wasn't <laughs> easy but it felt like oh I'm ready to go I'm ready for this I've been doing this my entire life let's fucking go um so yeah I don't know I was just ready let's do it Lauren, <laughs> Lauren's a natural at uh fighting off killer clowns <laughs> that's it <laughs> I mean, another thing I think everybody is wanting to see is another one, of course, because we just love this universe and this. Honestly, it's art is a horror icon, in my opinion. You could see my little art with poopy hands um, from Tales from the Stitch right back there because I had to. I was like, the art's just amazing. Um, but you all encountered art in a different way. And I'm curious when you had each of those scenes, um, how it is to play off of David, who is just so charismatic, but also, I mean, doesn't say anything. And I think that's incredible as an actor. So I'll start with you, uh, Sarah. He's amazing. He, I mean, he's just so nice, which is wild because he plays this like demented monster, but he's just so nice. And I mean, in the scene where I come back as Sienna's, I am still Bart, but I come back and see Sienna at the, the end, Dave was there coaching me behind the camera oh, wow. and like helping me get along. And it's so hard what he does. And I have such an appreciation for him and his work as art because it's, it's not easy, you know, being a crazed killer clown. <laughs> to say. I mean, he makes it look easy. That's for sure. Yeah. So that was like one of my first encounters with Dave, and um, yeah, he's just so cool. <laughs> so, uh, how about you, Lauren? Um, with your first scene uh, with Dave, what was that like? 
I, I don't remember what my first scene with Dave was. I, I really don't remember, but I I already knew Dave because Damien and Dave and I all went to Outback Steakhouse after I was cast just to like talk about the script, talk about the characters. It was like such a wonderful memory that I often refer to. Um, so I already knew Dave as a person, um, but he he's definitely very different in Damien's getup. Like, he, I don't know, once the prosthetics, I mean, the prosthetics alone are just horrifying. And then when Dave starts to like embody the character and he starts to manipulate his body, I'm like, holy shit, this guy, is hard he's horrifying looking and i mean he's just an incredible performer as well and one thing that i really love about dave is he i i feel like he's just really loose and ready to give something new each take so there was a lot of of improvising and it was really easy to react to that because it felt new each mm -hmm. time i i love that and then um <laughs> elliot um uh, also, Damien, uh, why was Art eating Jonathan? <laughs> I loved it, but I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Why not? <laughs> Art was hungry. I, I think that that's the most primal, uh, horrifying thing you could do to somebody is eat them alive. So I like when he's reduced to that at the end of uh, everything. It just comes down to eating another human being while they're alive. Um, that's why he wanted him to be awake. That's why he kept trying to wake him up, because he wanted him to be alive while he was doing it. That did make me laugh, though. Um, so I, <laughs> how long does it take to um, get um, or put uh, David in that setup? Um, it depends. It used to take a long time. It would take over well over two hours. But I was also I was using a different uh, material. Uh, I was using a gelatin appliance, which was a lot trickier to glue on his face. Plus, I'm like always doing like three other things while I'm making him up. So I'm going and setting up the shots and talking to George, the cinematographer, maybe like blocking some things with the actors in between. So depends. But now I've changed the material. And if I'm if it's pre-painted and I'm like just focused solely on that, I could do it in like an hour now, which is great. Yeah, that's I mean, that's probably the other thing that. I think everyone, myself included, though, the practical effects in this film are just, I'm going to fan out, but they're just like next level. Oh, it, it was so, it, it made me think of the thing and it, you were just brutal. So uh, let's talk about, I mean, we're going to talk spoilers. When you killed Barb. Oh, I know. I didn't want <gasps> Who shot me? <laughs> I can't remember who actually shot Barb's head. Was it you? No, no, it was uh, Rob. <laughs> I don't even know if you know Rob. But <laughs> <laughs> he took Barb out back and was like, <laughs> "Oh my goodness, that was." Listen, uh, I, I love Barb so much that I knew. You know, this is funny. I don't know if you know this either, Sarah. When I wrote the script and I sent it to Phil, and that scene, that was always the scene in the movie, just like you see it now. I mean, that was how it was written in the script where everybody else art really takes his time and the kill scenes become this, you know, three minute long or whatever mm -hmm. however, set piece. And Barb gets taken out just like that. And I remember Phil reading it and saying like, really? He's like, everybody else is like, shouldn't she be tortured or something or, you know? And I said, no, and I said like, we have to really flip it here. And this had, this is gonna be really shocking and fast and jarring. And because it's unlike anything else you've seen in the movie leading up to this point. Plus I loved her character so much that I really didn't want her to suffer 
physically anymore as much as the other characters. Yeah, there was a bit of mercy there. Uh, <laughs> you, you just you just mauled her when she was dead and gone, <laughs> shoving potatoes down her throat. But that's good. We're okay. We're yeah. <laughs> so many. Um, I did have a friend who's like, "Can you just let Damien know I'm never going to eat mashed potatoes ever again?" <laughs> Listen, I got to be honest. I, I, you know, I thought that was a cool little disgusting thing to do you know an added uh layer of you know just sadistic you know him just shoving the mashed potatoes in her in her face you know doing that to her son you know when it can't get any worse he just sort of desecrates her body a little more but I didn't know it was going to have that reaction honestly where it's like became people's favorite scene in the movie and they're making memes and things like that so that's well (laughs) I love the fact that we got to see a domesticated art when he came out in the apron, I lost it. I go, they are not. And just the little bell, I go, oh, damn, this is, I, again, there are so many things that um, I was, I mean, I, I remember Terrifier. I knew what to expect, but you kept throwing me off my game because I was like, oh, shit, this is funny. But I was like, oh, God, I care about these characters. But yeah. I am very happy that Sienna and Barb got some closure because that's one of my favorite scenes because it also broke my heart. And then I was like, Damien, I'm coming for you. Just letting you know. Again, yeah. Well, you guys could talk about that too, but I just got to say, again, that was so important to me because I love the characters so much and it's important for me to know where they end off with each other. Like even the last time they see each other in person, uh, you know, it's a nice moment between the two of them. Uh, and then over the phone, like that was just building up and building this whole movie. There's so much tension between them and they never... They never say that word to one another that they love one another. So it was so important to finally hear them say that. Um, and Sarah, like your reaction when she says that is just fucking stunning. It's absolutely oh, stunning. Thank you. No, no, for real. And, and you know, people don't realize once you're in the movie and I'm cutting between you and Lauren, I mean, you feel the emotion. And but in reality, you know, she's talking to her angle. She's talking to Phil, my producer. He, <laughs> I was talking to Phil. You know what I mean? And, and she has to deliver that performance. And it's, uh, you know, it's not easy. So and it's beautiful. I mean, both of you murdered that that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. You did. I mean, how was it, though? Um, when you saw that scene come together both um, I'll start with you Lauren yeah it's definitely one of my favorite scenes and it's like a gift as an actor in a, in a horror film to even have a scene like that because you're like oh, okay I can I can inject some humanity into this character and um, some emotion it's, it was just I was really pleased with the range I was given for Sienna um, when I saw it I think I even saw like on the monitor some some footage of it that day. And I think it was the same footage that ended up in the scene. So it it was just like, oh, it's finally together. Like, I'm so happy to finally see this because like, I I was feeling it in the moment. And um, I I was happy that I got to actually be with Sarah because Mm -hmm. it's true. Like when we're on the phone, I don't remember who I was talking to. I wasn't talking to Sarah. Um, (laughs) You're on Molly. (laughs) You're talking to Mike. You're talking to Mike Levy. Yeah, so I'm talking to Mike, telling him I love him. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I, I was just really pleased with how it turned out. I was really pleased. And I mean, Sarah, like that made me think of almost every parent who that's that's all they want to hear sometimes from their kid. And the way that you just reacted to that, it, again, this is why, like it hits me in the heart when you just, you know, Damien, you ripped my heart out after that. <laughs> 
But um, that scene, Sarah, how was it to um, do that? It was, it was great. And I mean, I think it was my last day of filming when we shot that. Yeah. So I think there was just a lot there. And um, it was Barb's demise day. And it was like, you know, there was a lot going on. And so I felt like it was just, you know, just representative of where I was at that moment. So. Okay. Feeling it. All the feels. All the feels. <laughs> I mean, all, all three of these actors were just seriously incredible. And that's one of the big takeaways when you just read what people are saying about this film is that the acting is on another level. And it really is. And I couldn't, I couldn't be prouder of you guys. It's one of my favorite parts of this movie. And seriously, like when I'm casting, I'm really just trying to find people who I think are just going to knock it out of the park and that I could really get out of their way and try not to micromanage and mm -hmm. let them do their thing. I mean, that's their job. That's what they're bringing to the table. I mean, I'm there to help. I mean, like there's little things like with Sarah, like my little thing with her was just, you know, bring up the energy. Like that was like in some, some situations. Um, but like, she just comes and does her thing. Like I'm sitting back and I'm at the monitor and I'm watching all them and I'm just all of a sudden an, an audience member and I'm just loving what they're giving me. And I get to experience that. I have so many other things to worry about. So when I could just have these amazing actors come in and do their thing, it's one of the most beautiful things to experience, honestly. Really well, we couldn't ask for a better director. Very true. Oh, thank you. I, I was not expecting to come to this film and see somewhat of a family drama. <laughs> that dynamic. And, and like you said, the acting, it, it really, I, I think that that's one of the, uh, there's so many great things about this film, but that's something I think caught everybody off guard. And I think that says why it's so successful is because it's more than just a typical slasher, which I still love, um, or even, you know, I'm a gore horror. I love all the gore. Just give me all that gore. That's amazing. But you all turned out these performances that were just incredible. I mean, you know, see Jonathan and Sienna's relationship, you two, it, it made me think of my own twin when you all were um, arguing yeah. or when you had that heart to heart. Um, but what I'd love to know then too is because um, I, there were so many, well, there were two great chase scenes, but what was it like though um, going through that when it was um, obviously Jonathan and Sienna? So um, I'll start with you, Elliot. Well, uh, Lauren has always been so supportive and has always treated me like a sibling. So we're technically, I, I would say we are uh, siblings from another lifetime so and it was just wonderful just acting with Lauren because she's such a great actress and uh, I like to feed off of other people's energy and uh, you can really really tell that Lauren is super talented like you said and like I just said before and uh, I feel like she kind of improved me a little bit just being there with her and acting with her yeah I mean Lauren how was that for you I know you have to go, so I have one more thing to say, but. Oh yeah, no, I, I, so easy to work with Elliot. He's just so genuine. He works so hard and a lot of acting is reacting. So a lot of what I was doing was just reacting to his acting. Um, and I think Elliot is fantastic and he's such a young actor. So like to, to see that kind of commitment, to see that kind of talent, in such a young person, it's really inspiring. Like I, I constantly would tell him on set, like at your age, dude, I would, 
I couldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't. Um, so it's, I, I love working with Elliot and I think we are um, long lost siblings. I love Appreciate that. Appreciate the love, big sis. <laughs> yes. Um, before you go, I, uh, Lord, I will say, uh, or and this also goes to Damien as well. Uh, this film, especially, um, I would say uh, within the queer community, we fucking love it. Um, it really, like, there are some of us who may call art a daddy, and I know that's sick, but whatever. Oh and, you know, but you gave us, you gave us this final girl, Sienna, who not only did she get to whoop ass, she got to look fucking damn good. And she, you just gave us something that we've, you know, I love a good final girl, but you, it's new talent in a sense, but we also just got, it, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but the gays, we love it. Like I was just, I and I was in the theater and thank God it wasn't a full theater because I was like, yeah. <laughs> was, I was having so much fun um, with the, the final act of the film. Uh, so I just, I had to say that um, just to let you know. That's it, I love hearing that. Cause I have a lot of gay tendencies and like half of my family's gay. So that's a great compliment. I love that. <laughs> it, I mean. It's got to work its way in there somehow. I mean, I'm glad that it's there. <laughs> it, it it was so good. Like, you, also, you had a great chase scene too. But yeah, whooping up on art, Lauren, that just made me so happy. Um, but again, I just want to say thank you for joining, Lauren. I know you have to go, but I did also want, you know, we're going to be sitting down with Dolly next week from season four of Dracula. <laughs> Could you like say hi for me? <laughs> yes. He's like Lauren Lavera loves your work. <laughs> um, yeah. Before I go, I will say like I I love these people so much. Thank you for inviting me. Like Sarah is like I think I even mentioned it in my past interview. Like was literally dying in my scenes with her. Like she couldn't look at me because I was crying, laughing at her performance. Like. <laughs> She had to like, she was like, hold this up. And she gave me like a piece of paper as she was like delivering her lines. And I was just like, delivering my lines like this because I was crying, laughing. And I hope that Damien has footage of that because um, it happened a lot. I'm so happy because I want to, I want to share that with the world because like, it's just so easy to work with these actors. And I know I've already spoken about Elliot, like just like just a phenomenon for of a young actor like his career has just gone a whoop like right right to the stars and of course like Damien my love Damien like just like I'm just so incredibly grateful for his talent and um his understanding and his creativity and for him being always so innovative and amazing um but anyway Thank you so much for having me and please invite me back. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and um, yeah. Bye. Def will. Do. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye Lauren. So, um, you know, so David, I do have to ask though, because another thing, I love that this was just so much different than Terrifier, the first one, which I loved because you were, that's when um, I think art was more twisted, whereas this one I fell in love because I, I, the comedy, I was just blown away. But the practical effects, can we just talk about how much time and effort you put in to some of these kills 
and just the uh like just the the bedroom kill that i didn't think you were gonna outdo the kill from terrifier and then i saw that and i was like damn yeah Uh, that's (laughs) i was like that's so cool i i mean again but it just looks so great how long did it take you to do that yeah, that one in particular, I think uh, me and again, it's really only just me doing this and my producer, mm-hmm. Bill, uh, who's not a makeup artist, but he wanted to learn on the set of Terrifier 1. And he was just by my side, you know, mixing silicone, helping me make molds and things like that. And he got pretty good. And he's just always there helping me build all these things. And we turned his basement into our workshop for however many years this this movie took. Um, but that scene in particular, obviously, we knew going into this Terrifier 1, whoever comes up to me and David Akan or somebody, they mentioned Terrifier, they mentioned Art the Clown, they mentioned the hacksaw scene. And we knew now we have this notorious kill scene and how are we gonna at least rival that, come somewhere close. So I wrote this scene in particular um, and then we started shooting it. We had an issue with another makeup team because for the first time ever, I looked at this script and I said, this is ridiculously ambitious. There's no way I'm gonna be able to build all these effects. So I wanna hire somebody else for the first time to maybe take like 40% of the burden off or something like that. And they wound up bailing out like a month and a half or so before we started shooting because they couldn't come to terms with the budget that we agreed on. Sure. And so we were, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But now we were stuck with, oh, my God, we have like half of the effects aren't prepared. Like, well, how are we, what are we going to do? Do we postpone? And Phil said, look, we just got to jump in. We got to start shooting or this movie will never get made. We'll figure it out as we go. So this movie was a lot of stop and go. We'd get to a point and we'd be like, all right, a kill scene's coming up. We have nothing ready. We have to break for a week or two, build these effects going and shoot them. So we actually started shooting the alley kill scene. And I only had a few things prepped and they were not coming out good at all. And I'm just sitting there on the day, like looking at the monitor and I'm like, oh my God, like this is nowhere even close to the hacksaw scene. Like this is not gonna, this is not gonna deliver uh, the goods. This is not gonna live up to people's expectations. And then we got hit with COVID and the lockdown. And I said, I'm gonna take full advantage of this and I'm gonna reconfigure this whole kill scene. We have all this time. I'm gonna start from scratch and build all these horrific moments and all these disgusting practical effects and uh you know i called phil i told him and he said listen let's let's do it let's get to work and we started building all those pieces uh and it wound up when we finally were able to go back and shoot it took about five days five whole days just to shoot that little sequence because these effects take forever Mm -hmm. just scalping uh casey took one whole day just to do that little portion right there so, oh yeah. wow yeah yeah I, I think the eye slice that whole thing was just one day just just getting that you know so I, stuff takes a long time a long time but we knew i mean that's what that's the movie we knew at some level we had to deliver those goods um see everything else is you know fleshing it out because that stuff to me believe it or not gets very boring that's not what excites me about my own slashers anymore like when it's time to walk the walk i'm going to make sure i deliver the goods and i give you the sickest scene i could possibly think of but i'm more interested in this family dynamic now honestly making this movie i was way more interested in the relationship between them and sienna her sort of divine journey like her Mm -hmm. counterpart that was the stuff that really excited me about this movie because if you don't have that 
all those kill scenes, all that gore is just going to get very, very boring and stale. And you need the substance in order to amplify it. Um, so that's where I was coming from. But I mean, of course, the gore was super important. And, and without that gore, I don't think Terrifier would be making the waves and the splash that it's making. It's like that enables people to get in the door and then discover all this really good stuff going on beneath the surface of the gore. But, you know, people fainting and passing out and throwing up. I mean, that's what's going to get people their eyes in front of it. I mean, it, I'm so happy to see that. I mean, that's terrible. But, <laughs> you know, like the last time that happened was the original Exorcist. And so it's kind of cool that <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but that we have a moment now for this day and age that we can say, yeah, no, there is a movie that really did a number on some people. And I think it was also ambitious to have almost two and a half hour film, even though by the end of it, I was like, I want more. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I, I had a great time, uh, but I had a great time with the characters. I mean, uh, so, oh, Elliot, what was it like though? Um, the other thing I, I do like about your character is just kind of also, you got to interact with some, I would say, like a, a horror icon. You, you, it was just a, a quick scene, but what was that like talking with Felissa Rose? Oh, that was awesome. That day on set, it was wonderful. Uh, I love filming that scene. And uh, it was just, it was just a wonderful day. That was like one of my first days on set. I'm pretty sure it was either like my first or like second wow. day. I remember those school scenes. It was wonderful. She was so kind. She treated us with so much respect and it was just a blast. It was just a blast to, to work with her. Uh, how was it then to um, just, you had mentioned the budget, but I thought it was pretty impressive that this was crowdfunded yeah. and I mean, again, it's making waves at the box office and whether or not anything happens from this, I love the fact that even if it's somebody's monitoring their, their Twitter handle, um, that this was submitted to the Oscars. <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm like, that's Weird. amazing. <laughs> More ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. It just makes the movie even better. Just, I was like, yeah, I could see that happening. That's great. Well, listen, I think that uh, there's some amazing performances in this. Uh, listen, I would put them up there. I could give them the fucking award. That's what I'm saying. And why not? People love, you know, they're talking about, listen, there's no chance this movie's getting nominated for an Oscar. We know it's a joke. We know it's a goof. But, but still, it's it, great. It's great. But we, we know, it, it is cool that people do especially love, you know, the performances and they love the um the gore so much and there's conversations like you know practical effects don't get the the love they deserve for slasher movies as much as they should so i just like that that conversation is happening because I, listen there are makeup artists who are a thousand times more talented than i am that work on these slasher movies and the quality is just stunning and because the experience of a slasher movie and the gore is so visceral that mm -hmm. people they don't think about the artistry that goes into it and what yep. makes it so uh so impactful so um you know they do deserve a lot more credit than they get i, I completely agree oh, i i honestly think that special effects and your practical effects were so good to the point it mean it made a lasting impression on people like walking out of those theaters i i've seen the movie six times and still <laughs> watching those those kill scenes with the, the gore and the practical effects it still gets me 
And I was in the movie. I, I, I watched you do it. And it's still like, even just simple stuff was like breaking the arm and it got like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, I, I think if anything gets a word, honest, I, I think practical effects and your special effects deserves it. And right. you're so talented as a director. You even edited the movie. And just to do the practical effects alone, it just shows how wonderful, uh, wonderfully talented you are. So I think your special effects deserves an award. <laughs> so sweet. I, I, I would agree. And also I, I have to, cause I just saw it was on vinyl. So I immediately purchased one as well. That soundtrack, that oh, score, yeah. that took me back. Like I was like, put me in eighties heaven, synth. Oh, everything. That was Paul, was it Paul Wiley, I believe? Paul Wiley, he's been working on me for my last two or three movies at this point. He's amazing. He gets it. You know, I'll just give him little, little pieces of information regarding a scene. Like I want it to kind of sound like this. I want this vibe. We have a little conversation. He goes off and he delivers these incredible tracks. But obviously I'm obsessed with the 80s, you know, way before it was. Now it's very popular, this research. <laughs> of nostalgia and everything takes place in the 80s but um, you know i would have been making 80s themed movies for forever if i had the budget and the, the ability to do so but now i got my chance to do it but i love that vibe it's so important and i love sort of the modern synth wave where it's it's modern but it's retro and i thought that was so important for the vibe i wanted to get, give off with sienna's character i thought that would really paint the atmosphere well for that character um and yeah, you know, just giving him like, I want it to sound like sort of John Carpenter or John Carpenter feel and all these kind of things. So I'm glad a lot of people have been, um, you know, talking about how much they love the score and the songs that were chosen. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Um, I guess then what I'd like to know, um, you know, obviously this is just doing so well. Um, hopefully we do get to see a Terrifier 3. I don't know if that's, if you can officially say that or whatnot, but um, I'm hoping also that maybe studios will take notice and, you know, we get an even crazier art. Well, maybe not crazier because, you know, well, no, I, I gross me out. Like if, if I pass out in theater, that would be one of the best, that would tell me I'm like, I had a good damn time. We're going we're gonna to have to go crazier. It's going to have to be crazier than mashed potatoes. So I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering how many people are going to come up to you at the cons with like a thing of mashed potatoes. Like, here's my question. So, Sarah, you realize this Thanksgiving is going to be really interesting for you, right? <laughs> my mother has already started trolling me. It's, not, it's just nuts. Like she daily trolls me about mashed potatoes. My mother. I love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where it's <laughs> she's like if there's a there, i think my mom is the biggest fan of this movie i really do more than elliot well hey. <laughs> i think what did she think i never heard any of that I, uh, give me some feedback what did she oh say my, she live tweets it well she live messages to me every time she's watched it she's seen it like oh, five times this. now oh, and i started God. posting her reactions because they're they're hysterical every like she literally breaks down every scene and i'm like she freaking loved this movie she dragged my dad who had not been to it with the cinema in probably 35 years to see this That's and awesome. she loved it loved it 
That's, that is amazing. Now she sends me like potato emojis just for fun. <laughs> They're great. That's, that's my favorite takeaway is proud parents. Like I like just seeing everybody smiling over the experience, everybody happy. I mean, that's like the best thing to come to come out of this because it really was so much work and so much, so much dedication and persistence. I mean, and just belief in what we were doing and, and belief in the script. Because uh, originally I told everybody this was going to take three and a half months, which is a long time to shoot a movie. Mm -hmm. You lied. Fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> three and a half years, more like it. Three and a half, it up three years from start to finish. But everybody just stood by my side. If I said, look, we have to come back. We have to reshoot this. I'm sorry, it's taking long. Everybody came back. And this couldn't, none of this success could have happened. This was still a huge gamble, but it was just that I think everybody just really loved the uh, the story and everybody got along so well. It was a really nice family environment. We all enjoyed what we were doing, even though it was very difficult at times. But I think that all shows, and that was all such a big part of why it's successful. It really, really was. I mean, but you guys were just so incredible. Seriously. Love, I, love yeah, that. you all were. That's it's a huge part of why this film works is that um, again the family unit that I was not expecting it, it worked so well and your performances were really great thank you thank you so much we even look like family a little bit we do <laughs> yeah, it works. It definitely works. <laughs> you know um, I guess another thing that I would be curious to know then too is you know where do you guys just in general go from here more horror films or just you know sarah like did this kind of suddenly be like okay i want to do more horror or just <laughs> um you know i'm gonna say loyal to terrifier 2 for the moment um because i don't know that anyone could ever top that um where do i go from here um, i'm actually flying out tomorrow to start work on a tv show which is super exciting and um i start my own project in april yeah so well, you know, it's amazing yeah so it, it, you know the excitement and you know seeing all these guys work and they were lovely to work with um got the wheels turning and so here we go yes i love it that's me yeah where are you go i i mean again i've seen your interviews <laughs> and i don't know how you were able to do all of that and remain calm because <laughs> like i before everyone I'm like either dry heaving or I'm like, I got to calm myself down, psych myself up, I am, a shot of tequila. I don't, you know. <laughs> I am exactly with you on that. Uh, I might look like I, I'm not nervous or, or containing myself, but really on the inside, I am very nervous and freaking out during those interviews. But with like acting and stuff, I honestly, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep saying yes to auditions. I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm going to do this forever. This is my life. Oh. And also uh, music is another thing with me. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I released an album, I another EP just recently, and that's been doing really, really well. So I also want to continue doing that. So in between uh, auditions, I'm going to be doing music. And in between music and auditions, I'm going to be doing interviews. So <laughs> that's and my have a big show wanna... in February. Yes, yes. Horror conventions. I'm very... Oh, my... My show, yeah, Mercury Lounge, New York. Yeah, I am so excited, but I am telling you, I would probably be nervous, like you just said beforehand. But I'm ready. I'm ready to play shows. I'm ready to to act. I'm ready to do auditions. 
uh, my main goal in life is just to be a part of what's good, uh, to spread joy, to spread positivity through arts. And uh, wherever my next venture is, uh, I will be having fun, making memories, making friends, and having a blast. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Um, where do I go from here? Well, obviously, Terrifier 3 is going to happen. It's just a question of when. Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, we, we brought up so many questions and we just started building this lore and this mythology. And there is just so many wonderful and terrifying places to take this story with, uh, with Sienna, Jonathan and Art. It's, it's really going to be I mean, where the next one goes is actually is insane. It's insane. So I'm, I'm so excited for that. Um, at the same time, because yeah, at the same time, because Terrifier 2 has been so successful, I've actually uh, been uh, contacted by some pretty big uh, studios and production companies who are interested in seeing what I'm working on. They're interested in collaborating somehow. So we'll see. It could either be jumping right into Terrifier 3 or maybe maybe my first studio picture might be a possibility before I go back to Terrifier 3, but we'll see whatever makes the most sense. But regardless, Terrifier 3 is definitely going to happen. That's amazing. And I, again, I think this, I mean, Terrifier, I still, I love Terrifier, but I think this and just the budget and just how much you all were committed to, this is making everybody take notice. And that's what I really love to see because you all put in so much work and effort to make this a success that it is. For sure. Uh, yeah, what I wanted to bring up, which which makes this movie in particular a little unprecedented because there's been so many, well, not so many, but there's been a handful of low, really low budget movies that went on to make you know, astronomical amounts of money, like Paranormal mm -hmm. Activity or the Blair Witch Project. You know, Paranormal Activity was made for $15,000, way less than our movie. But the difference is eventually, a huge Hollywood studio comes in and picks up that movie before it goes out. And they put in a lot of money into paranormal activity. They tweaked it. They did things with the sound. They added special effects. And then they put a multi-million dollar marketing campaign behind it where the whole world knew it was coming out. I mean, it was on, it was on billboards and TV spots and commercials and everywhere, you name it, on the radio, you knew paranormal activity was coming out. That, that did not happen with Terrifier. There was no major studio to ever come in and tell people this movie's coming out. So it was just literally started with the core fan base that we've had this whole time. And then them going to the theaters, them spreading the word, and then people starting to react in our favor by passing <laughs> out and puking. Um, and then that was organic word of mouth. And, and that led to it making uh, however many times it budget, I don't, I'm not good at math, but $10 million it's approaching. Um, Which so is that, yeah, it's incredible. Insane. And this is, you're also talking, this is a super low budget movie that's not rated, which mm -hmm. right there puts it in a different category because typically every movie's rated when it plays in a, uh, a mainstream movie theater chain. So you had this, you had you now you have this unrated slasher sequel based on this obscure first movie that's two hours and 18 minutes long i mean just those movies don't make this type of money it's just a very very rare unprecedented situation so that's something to be proud of it, it really is that's that's cool i mean we're of horror fans yeah exactly i mean that's the horror community is large but it feels like just a family 
And I think that's great that you guys have the conventions coming up um, because I think I, I'm, I can't wait just to also see all the cosplays, everything. Um, and I hope to one day also meet Art as well. Just, yeah, because I, I mean, let me put it this way. I think one thing I do remember from the crowdfunding that I, I loved and I was like, those lucky bastards um, <laughs> being killed on screen. It's fun. People love it. <laughs> they line up to get murdered on screen. Yeah, it's a thing. I'm a, I can't act, but yeah, you could just put some blood packs. I'll I'll, I'll happily die on screen. No, but I, I think that was so cool. It, it was such yeah. a great moment. And I know they're going to probably love that for the, I, I mean, I even cherish that. And that scene was really good. It's so, yeah, it's so fun to be interactive with the, uh, with the audience, to, um, with the fans, because that's the way it's been the entire time. Like I said, it's just all been word of mouth, where fans, where me, Dave and I constantly go to these conventions, and now they're going to start going to all these conventions. Um, so it's like, like Dave always says, it's a, a movie, you know, by the fans, for the fans. It's, it really is. We're all the same group of people, you know. I just happen to be a fan who likes making these movies, <laughs> you know. So, I'm just happy you're making them. I think it's great. And I think it, uh, the other thing is, I just think that's really awesome that you all will kind of be immortalized in terms of when going to conventions and all this, because people are going to be so stoked. But I really do feel like there's going to be a lot of mashed potatoes that are brought. <laughs> Which I, I think is the mashed most potatoes thing. the same again. I'm Never. sorry, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the reality is, is they were really good. They were Phil's. <laughs> You know, they also doubled as our craft services. So all the food you see in that film, we all had for lunch. Yep. <laughs> the Halloween candy, the chicken, the mashed potatoes. It's very. I love that. Oh very grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking time to speak with me. This means a ton. Um, but also, I just really, again, can't say enough how much this film is just incredible. And I'm so happy to be at a time like this to get to see more horror, especially independent horror, thrive. Because there's been so many great um, low-budget releases that just are knocking people's socks off. So, Thank you, man. This was, yeah, this was, uh, this was a pleasure. Name. I've been watching your uh, interviews with the other cast members and they're, they're so fun. You <laughs> really create a wonderful environment. I could tell you're, you're an amazing fan. So <laughs> this, uh, this was a pleasure, man. I was looking forward to this. It was oh, great. no, thank you. Yeah, I would say don't like watch our normal podcast because we're very, um, I mean, we're gutted, rotted. And, you know, that's, that's a whole nother issue. But, <laughs> but I do, I, I really do appreciate speaking with you and, Again, same thing, Elliot. I, I love interviewing, so I think that's great. I hope you get to continue doing that because I think that's fabulous. Um, thank you so much, and thank you for having us. Thank you for your love, and thank you for just being a fan. I, I, I truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you. No, I, again, thank you as well, Sarah. This was my pleasure. Thank you. Still, Damien, I'm, I'm, I'm coming for you, though, because that broke my heart. <laughs> broke my damn heart. Heart forever. <laughs> Yep, and the mashed potatoes. I apologize. <laughs> but I love you guys. This was a blast. Yes. Thank you all. You all, right, all have a good everyone. rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See ya. You have been listening to the Horror Hour. See you next time.